Hey, this is Pastor Scott of Lynch Station Baptist Church. You can reach us on the web at lynchstationbaptistchurch.com. I'm glad that you came in today to click play. And today I just want to talk to you about the book of Jude. It's a short book in your Bibles, right before the book of Revelation. It only has 25 verses, but it's a very informative and powerful book nonetheless. Jude was the brother of Jesus, well, the half-brother of Jesus. And what I like about Jude is that in the very first verse, he says that he's a servant of Jesus and not Jesus' half-brother. In other words, he doesn't play the Jesus card with the people that he's writing to. In other words, hey, I'm the, the half-brother of Jesus. Everybody look at me, listen to what I say because I'm the half-brother of Jesus. He doesn't do that. He says right in verse 3, he says, Dear friends, Although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. So here we have Jude. He's happy. He's a believer. And he's writing this, this letter to Christians. We have to remember that the book of Acts all the way through to the book of Revelation is written to the church. It's written to it's written to believers. It's never written to unbelievers, as we're going to see here in a little bit, about unbelievers being in the church, false teachers and things of that nature. So you have to remember it's written to us, and that it is the Word of God. It's final. It's authoritative. It's, it's 2 Timothy uh, 3.16, where Paul says that the, the Word of God is just God-breathed. It's from the Lord. So he says that he wanted to write about the salvation that we share. He wanted to be happy about that and write about that. But he says, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith. Jude is getting ready to talk about false teachers for the next uh, 20-some verses, all the way to verse 20, all the way through 23. Because 24 and 25, he ends with a very powerful doxology to the Lord. But... But he talks about false teachers. He wants to talk about this great and glorious salvation that we have in Christ. But he knows that there will be people that come in and want to teach false things to pull you away from Christ. That Satan is never asleep. And just remember that Peter tells us that he, he is roaming around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. He, is, he never sleeps. And his false teachers, <laughs> they never sleep. And if you go to verse 19, Jude says this, These are the men who divide you and who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. I want you to think about that for a second. And if, you, if you're a Christian, if you're listening to this and you're a believer and you go to church, I want you to think about your church. And I want you to think about the people in your church that cause division and cause problems. And immediately, probably some people came to mind and asked yourself, do these people follow the Spirit? Do they follow the Word of God? Is the Word of God to them final and authoritative? I can remember being in the first church I served at, and we had this scandal that broke out. And a woman was in a position of leadership, and she was caught in adultery. And it actually split the church. And this was my very first year of being an associate pastor. And I can remember scratching my head and going, but Lord, I don't understand. This woman is caught in a very, it's, it's caught, it's, it's sinful in your eyes. There's no, there is no justifying what she has done. And yet, it split the church. Half the people chose her. Half the people chose basically what the Bible says. 
that was my first taste of it. Uh, that same woman actually looked at me later on and said, this is my church. And that was very eye-opening. That's the first time I've ever experienced anything like that. And I'll always remember that because these people, the, these false teachers, and I put false teachers in two categories. I put the false teacher with the I syndrome, the I or the my, this is my church, or everybody look at me, this is what I want to be done in the church. And then the other category would be people who actually teach pastors, deacons, Sunday school teachers, whatever, but they teach things that are contrary to salvation alone in Jesus Christ. You know, you think about the first group of people, uh, the, the people in the church with the I syndrome. It's all about them. If you go to a business meeting or any kind of meeting and these people stand up and everything has to do with them or it's about them or they draw, they draw attention to themselves in the service. You know, we, I've been in ministry for 17 years. I've seen that. I've seen people stand up in church services and draw attention to themselves. Look what I did for the church. Look what I did for Jesus. Well, we know from Jude right off the bat. I'm just going to use Jude. He says he's a servant of Christ. Servants do not stand up and boast about themselves. They stand up and they boast about Christ and what He's done. Just remember that. Jesus tells us uh, we need to deny ourselves in Luke 9.23 and, and take up our cross daily, deny ourselves, take up our cross daily and follow Him. See, when it's all about them in the church, well, that'll cause division. And Jude tells us in verse, I'll start in 17, but dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. Paul tells the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 14, Paul says, The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I want you to think about that for a moment. That's powerful. The man without the Spirit. Well, who is Paul talking about? People who are unsaved. They're not believers, but yet they're in the church. Jude says that we need to contend for the faith. We'll contend against who? Against these people who want to divide us. Against these people who want to teach false doctrines. People who want to teach that you can work for your salvation. People who want to teach that there's a prosperity gospel. That God wants you fat, rich, and happy. Uh, that there are more than one way to heaven. That God has changed his mind on, on America's cultural issues. You see that's very popular in the church today. You'll see that... Uh, God is a God of love and He's going to save everybody because His love will override his, his need for justice and punishment and hell. And there's this universalism. Well, all that, all that reeks of false teaching. And yet, that's what you see in our church today. We are told in Scripture to contend for the faith. There's not a lot of contending going on these days. There's just really not. A lot of times because pastors want to be popular or we just don't want to rock the boat or whatever, we will stay mum or silent on what the Word of God actually says. And we should not do that. We should share the whole counsel of God. Like Paul says to the pastors in Ephesus in Acts, I believe it's chapter 19, somewhere in that area. But Paul says that I have not held back. I have preached to you the whole counsel of God, the whole will of God. And that's as 
preachers, deacons, Sunday school teachers, but also just Christians. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest, we're average, everyday Christians. I'm a Christian first. I'm a pastor second. I make, and I make no... I make no mistake about that. I am a Christian first and foremost. You today, if you're a believer, you're a Christian first and foremost. Do you defend the Word of God? Do you proclaim the whole counsel of God? Or do you compromise? Because there is no gray area. Either you believe that the Word of God is the Word of God and you'll stand by it, or you'll compromise. You'll compromise Christ. You'll compromise His teachings. You'll compromise the Scriptures that speak against sin. There, there is no middle ground here. Jesus says to the church in Laodicea, and I'll close with this, He says that you're lukewarm. I wish you were either hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. You're tepid. And He said, you make me sick. I vomit you out of my mouth. That, that's, that's a gray area Christian right there. You think about that. Someone who's just always wanting to compromise, doesn't want to stand for anything, doesn't want to draw the line. Well, today I encourage you, if you believe that the Word of God is final and authoritative, then take a stand. Yes, persecution will come. Yes, people who are Christians will actually attack you and they will be against you because uh, Christianity today is more about the culture and culture, I call it cultural Christianity, not actual Christianity, but Christians who say that God has changed his mind. And that, that, that God's love will prevail about everything. And yes, God is a God of love. I'm not denying that at all. But God also is a God of, of justice. And the Word says that He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So take a stand. I encourage you to do that today. Take a stand. I know I kind of rabbit trailed a little bit, but I pray this is helpful to you. Take care until next time, and God bless.